0: Welcome back boys and girls. Week 8 of the college football slate. We did a pick your poison coming off a juicy week a juicy week. Rebs win big and cover in Knoxville. Uh, Egregious fan base in Knoxville. I don't want to hear anything about those drunk hillbillies up in the East Tennessee mountains. Disgusting display of fandom in the SEC. 102,000 fans. all Every single one of them, I'm pretty sure, threw something onto the field. It wasn't just a few, as the AD might have led you to believe. No, they were all pissed off at, I guess, Matt Corral for running for 200 yards on him. I don't know why else they'd be pissed. I mean, the refs called an immaculate game. That guy was down short of the, of the first down. Uh, Matt Corral had his forward progress stopped way before the fumble happened on that touchdown. They called that right, so I don't know what they had to be mad about besides... The reps just coming into town and kicking their ass yeah, and in the Ol- first game that's mattered in, I don't know, 10 years in Knoxville.
1: Yeah, and Ole his coach is a very uh, upstanding citizen that's always been nice to the Volunteers. Yeah, so, I don't know what, I, like, I don't, what,
0: I don't think Lane Kiffin's ever done anything to piss off Vols fans. So, I mean, I don't know, that seemed like a lot of pent-up anger. Maybe it was at a, at a cousin for re- rejecting a, a Vols fan, or maybe a, a sister, I don't know. That was a disgusting display. Not quite as disgusting of a display as the referees in the Arkansas-Auburn game. Bert. walk me through your thoughts watching that.
1: I just, when we have this realignment in the conferences, please put Auburn on the other side because it is really, it boils our blood every single year now. A controversial play, and it's always a fumble, that the whole nation agrees upon, except for the review office in Birmingham, Alabama. Bo Nix has overtaken Isaiah Spiller as my least favorite player in the SEC after last week him saying, oh, we never get those calls.
0: Oh, my Lord. Did he say that? I didn't see that. Yeah,
1: he said after the – it was either after or before the Georgia game. I think it was after the Georgia game. He says, we never get those calls. And there has never been a statement by a college athlete that had more receipts than that right there. And then, you know, the very next quarter – he gets the exact call. Now, Auburn, you know, they beat us. Hats off to them. They look better at the well. end of the game. But when you, when the refs totally swing the game by 14 points in the first quarter, it's, that's, as a player, that's kind of tough to come back from. Yeah. You know? I
0: mean, uh, like, everyone always says Bama gets covered by the refs. was like, oh, Bama, they're gonna, we're going to have to beat Bama and the refs. Auburn gets more calls than anyone in the SEC. I don't know what it is. I mean, the SEC offices are in Birmingham, so maybe Auburn – has some people inside those offices giving them a little something-something. But I don't know. I always think their luck's going to run out or this is going to happen against them, and it just never does. It always falls right in their lap. Those are the two big games, I guess, in terms of this podcast, the most focused on games. Other than that, uh, I mean, Bama bounced back, murdered Mississippi State, 50-7 or something like that. Everyone saw that coming from a mile away. Iowa loss to Purdue, classic Purdue coming out of nowhere. I will say that that money line was plus four twenty, so that's that's pretty. That's anytime you see something like that, you gotta gotta lock it in. I saw a uh, a buddy of mine hit a parlay that was plus six six two, plus six six two. That was the the uh, Oxford area code. So I was like, so you gotta sprinkle you gotta sprinkle on that. So anytime you see something like that, you gotta sprinkle just for the for the fun of it, and who knows, it might hit. So that was last week, boys and girls. Going into this week, let's give a a little rundown of where we are in the standings. Yours truly, Rebs Bagman, 47-38 on the season, hitting at 55%, plus 6.7 units. Pullman Profiteer, technically under five hundred on the year at 28-30, 48%. But he's at 6.4 units positive, had a big winner. Only one one pick last week, boys and girls, for the Profiteer. It was a five-unit play on the Rebs. Again, easy money. And rounding out the top three is our buddy Bert, 32 and 28, 53% plus 6.2 units. A couple of big two-unit winners for you last week brought it up to I think 3.6 yeah. per uh, units just last week. So another nice little week for you. And then uh, so I guess that's it for the pot. Oh wait, no, uh, Boomer rounding out the pod at. Oh, um, I mean, I, we have to address it. 25 and 38. I rounded up to 40%, it was actually like 39 point something percent. Minus 17.3 units, I mean at this point you have three picks that are all three guys that are all above six units that are doing well in the season and then just one sad sad boomer that's, I mean minus 17.3 units. He's checked back into rehab, Burt called his BA sponsor, his betting anonymous sponsor, Told him he went two and seven last week. Again, he's relapsed. Had to check him back in to rehab for gambling. I don't know. Bert, is there anything else to say besides how disgustingly pathetic this is?
1: I mean, I believe in Boomer. He'll be back. You know, just like every rock star relapses yeah. and comes back. Look like at uh, lead singer, of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, relapse after relapse after relapse. He figured it out.
0: For they, the, maybe Boomer will. For the pick your poisonites out there, I think Boomer giving his picks though is a good thing. Like we need someone to look at and just fade at any at the Truth. moments notice. I mean, I think he'd be making the people money just by tweeting out his picks. He doesn't need to stop. This isn't something that needs to quit. He just I don't know. I think I think it's good for the brand to have someone that bad. It's honestly hilarious that he sucks so bad. But, but
1: I'm also worried about. his mental I'm worried
0: health. about his mental health. Yes, absolutely. So I don't know. We'll get back to Boomer. He will not be on the show this week, like we said. Checked in back to rehab. Let's see if we get some picks out of him this week. I don't know if his maybe he can sneak away and and you know like a, like an addict that he is just get out and fire off a couple quick yeah. picks right before game time. But we will get right into this week's slate, boys and girls. First up, Clemson at Pitt in Heinz Field. By the way, I didn't know this until like an hour ago, and I saw it in Heinz Field at the Steelers Stadium. So not on campus at Pitt. Clemson, for the first time since 2016. Do you know what games in 2016 the last time they were an underdog in the regular season? Oh, I do not know. It was Lamar Jackson and Louisville. Wow. 2016, Louisville. Clemson was an underdog. It was only two points at that time, too. So, Clemson, for the first time in a while, an underdog of three and a half points at Pitt, over under of 48 and a half. Burt, what are you thinking here?
1: Do we know Pitt's record at Heinz Field? I forget that they I think they do that once a year, right? Ooh, I do not. And maybe, I have no maybe idea. they choose a they choose a big game every year. Uh, what I got here is. See, I
0: kind of thought this would be like Arkansas playing in Little Rock, where maybe that's like a fade spot.
1: Well, we used to be fantastic in Little Rock, now this is Sam Pittman's first time in. Little- we'll get we'll get to that. I have been betting on Clemson all year. I think Clemson has been. Uh, my Miami to you, yes. where you just you I can't stop betting on Clemson, and so they give disappoint an me. Just, just yeah, exactly. chasing that,
0: chasing that high that never comes.
1: They disappoint me every time, and now they're finally an underdog.
0: They're zero seven against the spread this year.
1: I've I've got to switch it up at least some point this week. I'm going with Pitt. That offense is so good. Uh, Kenny Pickett is just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. He takes care of the ball. I think Clemson's defense is what. Is gonna to have to win them games at this point, but if they take care of the ball, if Pitt takes care of the ball. I think they do this, um, and I think once again, I, I'm very scared about this because the one time I fade Clemson, you know that they're gonna end up doing something. Oh like yeah, that. see so. that's
0: why that's why you're a dumbass here. You you've been chasing this high all year of Clemson, and now you're gonna bail on them at the perfect time in which they would win a game that they're an underdog. You don't think Dabo Sweeney's telling his kids like? Hey guys, you're an underdog in this game. No one believes in you. Davo hypes that shit up like like better than anyone, I feel like. He's gonna have them their attention by the balls. And I, everyone's talking about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett I don't give a shit. Kenny Pickett sticks. Okay, he maybe doesn't stick. But I, I'm a little biased here. Matt Corral's the best <laughs> quarterback in the country, number one. And I saw two different publications come out this week with the halfway, uh, halfway All-American, halfway Heisman, all this halfway nonsense. I saw it. CBS had Kenny Pickett as the first-team All-American quarterback over Matt Corral, and Sports Illustrated had a list of like each breaking down basically each offensive position and then one defensive player that could win the Heisman. And they listed Kenny Pickett, number one, and then also sprinkled C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. Like, that'll ever happen. No chance. He's only played half the season. So, I don't know. This is more of a spite Kenny Pickett bet than anything. Also, Dabo and the Clemson underdog play. Three and a half is a lot of points. I think it's going to be very low scoring. Clemson's defense is going to be locked down. Their offense stinks, but Pitt's defense stinks. So, I could see Clemson pulling out a sneaky victory here at Heinz Field. First time underdog in a long time. I like Clemson. Head-to-head against Burt here. Let's get right on our next one. Pac-12 game, the Chip Kelly Bowl. Oregon traveling to UCLA. UCLA a two-point home favorite over under of 60 and a half. Chip Kelly's been at UCLA for three years now. This is his third year, 2018, 2019, 2020. This is, I guess, his fourth year. But he's played, this will be his third time playing Oregon. At what point does like the revenge factor fall out of the way cuz he's lost twice to Oregon already is it just like he's going to keep it's going to keep being a revenge game until he wins one uh,
1: it i mean i guess so but i think at this point maybe the the revenge factor's out of it i still kind of want UCLA in this game though uh minus 2 2 2 yeah give me UCLA in this game i think he finally gets it done i really didn't do too much research on this game Oregon just did you, did you watch the Oregon game last week? Did you watch the Oregon game? Yeah, I last did. They oh. look stinky,
0: but like Chase Garbers for Cow, he's like that quarterback that just
1: gets a weird like he. He's the team in the ball he's game. Yeah,
0: he came to Oxford like I feel like what feels like eight years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, and
1: then they that uh, touchdown that Didn't wasn't a touchdown, and then the tomorrow. clock ran out. Yeah. That was. Unbelievable. That was when I, Matt
0: Corral got injured and John Rice probably replaced him. And then yeah. he n- never saw the field again that year. Come full circle. Matt Corral Heisman winner this year. Now,
1: I did party in the grove with a bunch of shirtless Cal fans after that, and it was pretty fun. So They can I'm, get kind I'm of route, they,
0: they traveled well, even for Cal fans. I am also on UCLA here minus two. Look, I saw Oregon. That offense is trash. I think they lost a couple of their running backs. Like, I know Moorhead went their offensive coordinator had some health issues. I don't know what went on there, but. They haven't looked at very good at all on offense. I will say though that Kayvon Thibodeau, the defensive end for Oregon that came in last week at halftime after he was suspended, he looked dirty. Ooh, He's dirty. Locked
1: up number one pick right there.
0: Yeah, dude, that guy is a beast. So I also since how bad Oregon's offense has looked and they they that D line is going to be nasty with Thibodeau back. I like the under of 60 and a half That's a lot of points going back and forth. I think. Oregon's going to try to slow it down, even if Chip Kelly's going to try to speed it up going against his former team. So I don't mind a sprinkle on the under there, but also both on the U.S. UCLA here.
1: And the uh, the the new starting running back for Oregon refuses to wear gloves, oh. and I cannot stand a running back that doesn't wear gloves. Is he the really small sloppy? One? Yeah, the Travis Dye guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. and he had, he put up good yards last week, but in sloppy Oregon. You're not going to wear gloves, I can't stand that So I always fade that Yeah,
0: that's a disgusting display Alright, moving over to the Big 12 here we got a a little wonky line I can't tell if this is some sort of a a trap Or like a trap of a trap But Oklahoma State going to Iowa State The number 8 team in the country, Oklahoma State Undefeated is a 7 point underdog To Iowa State Two losses unranked Over under a 47 Are you stepping into this trap? Is it a trap? What do you think here?
1: I think it is, like, what do they know that we don't know? Oklahoma State, number nine in the country. Iowa State, four and two. But, you know, they still have Brock Purdy, yeah. Brees Hall. Like, those are veteran this players. Is the same team that would
0: lost anyone that was ranked top ten yeah. in the country before the season started.
1: I'd understand, a, like, being favored by two and a half, three and a half, like the, the field goal. I would have taken Iowa State maybe in that manner. I could see Iowa State winning a kind of a close game. But I think seven's a lot. I really do. So give me uh, Oklahoma State with the points for the number nine team in the country. But I think Iowa State might squeak this out. I mean, this is the perfect – I said this on the pod last week. Oklahoma State, they always sneak in into that top ten range and something like that. Yeah, you And then they just lose a game that no one really even talks about, and then we just stop talking about them. We'll talk about them for like two weeks out of the year. Yeah. And then, you know, the mullet's gone, and we're on to the next. Bagman, what say you? Did you
0: so? Did you watch the Texas Oklahoma State game last weekend? Uh, I
1: think it was at a bad time for me. I don't so think it was they, during the Arkansas game.
0: They, uh, oh, it was. It was. Texas was dominating. Yeah, the game, I noticed driving that. Driving down the field, just like the OU game last. Driving week. down the field to score a touchdown with like maybe it was right before half, and I think that would have put them up by like three scores. Mm-hmm. Throw a pick six in the red zone right before half, and it's a three point game going into half. Oklahoma State makes it close, comes back, plays defense in the second half, and wins the game in Texas. Look, I, I just I don't know. I don't think Iowa State's going to do that. I'm I'm laying the points here. I know that I, said, I wish it was six and a half, like seven points in a low-scoring game, total of 47. I don't love to lay that many points, but it's also the classic system. A road-ranked team as an underdog always fade that spot, fade the shit out of it. There's actually like four of those this weekend. I'm fading. I'm taking them all. So, give me Iowa State, minus seven. I don't love it. I hate that it's that big of a point spread, but hey, I don't. if it's a trap, I'm stepping right into it because I don't love Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the CBS game of the week. In the SEC, LSU traveling to Oxford, Mississippi. Ole Miss a nine and a half point favorite with an over-under of 76. Eli Manning, Jersey retired. Arch Manning on campus. Sell-out crowd. Lane Kiffin's going to want to put on a show. Burt. It's kind of a perfect storm here. What are you thinking?
1: Well, uh, as is tradition, Bagman, I think you should go first here.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Matt Corral, I think Lane Kiffin's pulling a bunch of smoke-and-mirror bullshit saying Matt Corral's injured earlier this week, saying he's really banged up after 30 rushes for 200 yards against the Vols. He's all banged up. Which he very
1: well could be. Did you
0: also see that... uh, I don't know. You might have been at the wedding at the time when Matt Corral got injured. It was he like kind of like staggered. He like kind of got up all hurt and was acting injured. And the the crowd was like kind of building. And then he like he like finally went down. Like oh, I'm actually am hurt. And they erupted in Knoxville. No, it was like I well, a, I couldn't listen. I mean, I saw the, he got hurt, but it I couldn't was the listen. loudest like roar of an injury I've ever heard, except since when Laquan broke his leg against Auburn. That was a really loud roar too. But it was—I was like, Jesus, guys! It was like, but I do understand. It's like that's the one guy that can beat you, and seeing him go down after like three and a half quarters has to be like giving you some hope. So I don't know. It was just weird. But there's no way he's hurt. McCoury is a freaking gamer, tough as nails. He's going to play. He practiced on Monday. Lane Kiffin's p- p- pulling all sorts of smoke and mirrors, smoke screens, trying to throw Eddie O off the scent. Fired Eddie O. By the way. Let me ask you this. Before we get into the, the picks for this game, was Coach O a good coach before he got fired? No. Was he a good coach like this year, last year, even in the
1: natty the natty year? I, I said this two years ago, or the moment Joe Burrow left camp, campus, he's the Gene Chiswick of yeah. LSU. He gets that that golden boy to come to his program. The best player, like by far the best player in the country, is on your team, surrounded by talent that last one year. I mean, and I'm happy for him that he got that, but that's So all.
0: now you have a coach-o that has been basically fired. Is he interim
1: coacho right now?
0: But he's no, he's the opposite of an interim. He's like lost the team, lost the job. He has no hope of getting the job. An interim is like fighting to get the job. He like can rally the players and hey guys, like if if they if y'all play for me, then maybe I can get this job. No, it's the exact opposite of that. It doesn't matter how hard you play for me, I still won't get the job. And also Coach O was a terrible coach when he had the job, when he was fighting for his job. Now that they've been, he knows he's going to be gone in the year, do you think he's watching film? Do you think he's, like, burning the midnight hour, making a game plan? Do you think he's giving a shit about this, holding anyone accountable? No. Coach O doesn't. He's taking his $17 million buyout. He's shaking Woodward's hand, and he's sailing off into the sunset, into the bayou, into the, the, the Boudin crawfish bowl, whatever he's getting into down in South Louisiana. So... I don't love LSU here. Matt Crowell is not banged up. I'm laying the points of nine and a half. It, that ten-point number's great. Love that. Lane is going to want to put on a show. Everything I said about Eli Manning the whole day, it's going to be a perfect environment, perfect weather day. Uh, under 76, though. Point total way too high. Point to, I cannot yeah. see these two teams combining for 76 points. Ole Miss is banged up offensively. We're going to run the ball. We're going to trust our running backs. LSU can't stop the run. And they kind of found some weird life with the running game last week. So... I don't expect them to score a bunch. I expect them to quit at halftime when they're down by like two scores. So I'm taking the Rebs minus the points, but also the under, just because I see it being low scoring in both teams in the second half when it's kind of a blowout, licking their wounds and just wanting to get out of there. Burt, you will not be in attendance for this game with Mrs. Burt. You have another wedding to go to, an egregious amount of fall weddings for my podcast host. But what do you think about this game? Yeah,
1: Mrs. Burt just knows way too many people. Um, I fell sucker to a bagman man text on Monday, that said, oh, with the Lane Kiffin quotes about Matt Corral potentially being out, Jump the gun. All I, all, immediately, I saw was, all
0: I saw was three tweets all saying... That's enough tweets. I know. I should have I should have trusted what I saw in post-game press conference when Matt Corral was like, oh, yeah, I like, hurt my ankle a little bit, but I'm I'm fine. Like I don't know why I freaked out and jumped on that, not thinking Lane was just playing mind tricks with everyone.
1: So I went ahead and took it, and so now I'm just going to bank on... That this is Cocho's swan song. You maybe he returns to interim Cocho. So when he was interim Cocho, they went six and two that year. That year they lost to Alabama by one score and Florida by one score. I think those two teams went to the SEC championship game. So like they put up a dog fight. So that is what I'm going to uh, bank on this year. This What's is up?
0: this is a classic. Like Cocho will be telling his players, like I want to win this one. I used to be a coach here. Yada yada, but Lane also knows Ole Miss wants to win this game and shove it in Coach O's face more than anything else. So like, yeah, I mean, and, it's a weird and dynamic there.
1: All the Manning stuff, you know, Manning in the end zone. They're gonna have Manning on the back of every player's jersey. You
0: know, that's some pretty cool stuff. But <laughs> just for the sake of like, do you think we're gonna like 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 parade Arch Manning in on like a Tyson Fury chair into midfield and let him do the hotty toddy and like crown and victor already i don't know i feel like uh, it's a little bit too much of a red carpet for me
1: i I did see a hilarious tweet when someone was talking about like this weekend and it was like a batman but the symbol instead of the bat logo was kappa
0: kappa gamma it was like (laughs) call on call on yes we've summoned all the all the superpowers let's summon the last one kappa kappa gamma to come in and seal the deal for arch but
1: uh so i I get. i'm gonna bank on the storylines obviously great storylines maybe the best storyline game of the week I'm gonna bank on the LSU storyline. I don't think they win by any means. This is a um,
0: huge spread. I mean, nine and a half. This all this team hadn't. I mean, besides the scrub teams we played at the beginning of the year, we haven't really covered a nine and a half. That's that's a lot of points. We'll see.
1: We'll. I, we will see. It's a weird line with the. I had that ten and a half. So yeah. I'll take that other point. And ten and a half, I feel a lot more comfortable with a touchdown and a field goal. Give me that.
0: All right. Well, that is the game of the week. It's going to be, I mean, it's electric atmosphere. I will be in in the stadium in person. Uh, I'll probably slip a couple hundos to Arch. Not that it matters, but hey, we'll get right into our next one. Mississippi State traveling to Vandy. Vandy is a 21.3 touchdown home dog to State. 51.5 over under. Bird, do you ever read on this one?
1: The one read that I have is the under 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 Reed. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State's quarterback took a shot against Bama. Yep. Apparently the backup quarterback in breaking news is like not on the roster. Like the guy that everyone thought was the backup this whole time. Um,
0: he he was the quarterback at uh he was the quarterback at OHS. He's from Oxford. Oh Back really? yeah.
1: So now the guy is a South Alabama transfer. Oh Lord, Mobile.
0: Mm-hmm. Mobile and Oxford all converging oh, in the Star is, Bowl? This is
1: huge for Bagman. <laughs> um Speaking of storylines here, wow. I think, uh, yeah, give me the under. Vandy obviously cannot score points. Maybe they found some life in this random quarterback that came in last week. But if the backup quarterback plays for Mississippi State, I mean, it it clearly takes every quarterback a very long time to figure out Mike Leach's offense.
0: Yeah, what? Oh, wait. Mike Leach's offense have just hit a crossing route for four yards and let let the wide receiver run for another half yard and then punt on fourth down?
1: Yeah, it's very complicated. Never run the ball? It's, <laughs> it's very, very complicated. complicated. <laughs> it takes them forever to figure out not to hand the ball off. They yeah, yeah.
0: To, to do a play action and then dump it off to a short gain on a wide receiver. But, uh, yeah, so give me the under. I don't want to bet on either I'm, of these teams. I'm the all over that under as well. State's quarterback banged up. I get Vandy. And, and also, Clark Lee, Vandy's head coach, used to be defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. He'll... It's not that hard to create a scheme to stop this Mike Leach offense. It's pretty basic. They do the same thing every week, so it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure it out. Vandy can't score. State's defense is pretty solid. I don't see how this gets over 50 points. I love this play. I I also kind of like Vandy at plus 21. I I, I physically can't press the button to submit a bet on Vandy, but I do like that if it wasn't the name Vandy on it, if it was just State going on the road to play X. I like that, but We're both on the under here. Let's give old Pullman a call. He has a read on this game. You have a call from Washington State Penitentiary inmate number 69,420. Would you like to accept? Yes. Yo. Pullman. What is going on? How is the the clink? Uh, You know, we've been uh, in a bit of an uproar over here. uh, Guard shortage. So really, we're kind of able to do whatever we please well um, I, would, I would think after your head coach got fired this weekend up in Pullman that there'd be some some serious uh, some serious uprisings oh yes uh, some real divided times up here in uh, Pullman but luckily like I said I'm in jail so uh, the garden <laughs> shortage really benefits me so uh, but yeah roll being out crazy. crazy uh, He really had the team rolling the right way And I think he was a perfect fit up there, just circumstances, I guess. Yeah, you never know. I mean, that COVID can get you at any moment in time. But, hey, we're talking about State and Vandy here. I hear you got a little read on this one. Vandy catching 21 at home with a a 51.5 over under. What you got? Yeah, I think there's absolutely no way Mike Leach has done any research for this game. Like, I I think there's one game a year where he just
2: does nothing – and I'd really be interested to listen to his press conferences this week. I feel like he's like probably investigating Vanderbilt the school, or
0: Corn- Cornelius Vanderbilt, not actually studying Vanderbilt film. Yeah, he's looking into so, like he's looking into like what it takes to get into the law school or the med school or something.
2: Yeah, no, he's lo- he's looking up uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt's like hundred billion dollar fortune he had two hundred years ago, and seeing if there's a, a trail back to the university with.
0: Um, some some kind of national treasure type scenario. Yeah, he wants to be Nick Cage and like find the find the the pirate booty through the, is end of the, the trail. trial. Yeah, but anyway, I,
2: I like Vanderbilt plus the points here, um, and also I don't think State fans will really travel to National this weekend with how their team's been playing. So, you know, the whole fan oh. takeover of the
0: opposing team, I don't think we really You know, would any, would any team in the SEC travel worse to Nashville? Like, does any team turn their nose up to Nashville more than, than State? Oh, that is, no, no one else. That is
2: the correct answer. Probably of any Power 5 team in the country. They, they
0: like, they, the like they, they like, they, no, they treat no. it as like pride, like, no, I will not go to Nashville. That's too much partying. No, they'd probably like be like, "What what do they have that
2: Shreveport doesn't?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> they don't even have casinos. Shreveport has casinos. Oh, exactly. I was um, hoping when you when you texted me that you wanted a little sprinkle on this game. I was hoping you would tell me Vandy money line because I would have probably jumped in with you. Listen, I'm
2: thinking about it because Vanderbilt really competed against South Carolina, and South Carolina is just like kind of a half step
0: below state. I feel like yeah. But Especially with an South injured Carolina, with an injured quarterback, injured quarterback for state, like it's one of those things where if Vandy hangs around around like halftime, that uh, with a new head coach, you can like get them to buy in and be like, "Come on, guys, like this is it, this is our chance." So I don't know, I I, I wouldn't you know, mind. Can you taught me into it. Put a, put a unit on the money line as well, plus nine hundred. Love it, love so, it. It doesn't take much to get you to sprinkle on like a fourteen to twenty one point. Underdog on a money line, so I'm glad I can convince you to do it on the uh, on your ex hometown Vanderbilt Commodores. So let's get right into the next game, Tennessee. Those trash hillbilly Tennessee Volunteers traveling to Tuscaloosa to take on the Tide. The Tide's 25 point favorites. Over/under of 67. Pullman. I feel like I know where you're going here, but go ahead and tell me.
2: Yeah, uh, Hooker's day to day. The really good running back isn't going to be available this weekend. They have way too many injuries at the talent position. And honestly, their line kind of aligns me with Ole Miss. So I think Alabama will dominate them, similar to what they did to Ole Miss, but with the worst quarterback and worse offensive line. So give me the Tide, minus 25 here. Oh, and Bryant.
0: you know, of course, night game. That, that'll be an advantage of some sort. Yeah, it's also – the Tide's been on the road for two weeks in a row, returning back home for the first time since they played the Rebs. So I feel like that crowd's going to be ready to get after them. I feel like they've had a front-loaded away schedule. Like, they're going to be home the rest of the season. I know they play at Auburn, but they might have, like, three in a row right here. Um, Anything – you like anything on that, like, I'm assuming you're going to – if you're going to do the full game, you're going to sprinkle first half? Yeah, first half, but
2: I don't know what the line is yet. I mean, right now it's 25. On MGM, some he's probably like, what, like 14 and a half? Yeah, I saw, 14, half.
0: I saw 14 and a half early first half line.
2: Yeah, put me on the first half line as well. That that, that has not been as good this year, but it still is a moneymaker for sure. Yeah,
0: it was good last week. I know that. Bert. what do you got here?
1: Y'all know me. Always take my Bama first quarter.
0: You are addicted to the Bama first Probably going to go
1: Bama first half and probably going to go Bama full game. So, the – over under was what is that again? 67. So 67. So that means they they're thinking if the over hits, that's about a Bama 46 to 22 game. So you expect Tennessee to score more points than Ole Miss did at Brian Denny? No. Nope. With a, with a more injured team, absolutely. Yeah. Not. With with a more injured team, UT's coming off an emotional game, even on a good. Tennessee year, Bama always puts them right in their place. I mean, Bama puts all of us in our place, but I think they love doing it to UT more than any other program because that rivalry is there. So give me the under. I think it's going to be under that 68, and uh, but I also think they cover. I think UT has something coming for them this yeah,
0: week. Yeah, y'all have said everything I would have thought. I'm on Bama first half, Bama full game. Tennessee team total under whatever it is, it'll be around 22 or 23 as long as it's, un- as long as the team total is above 21 points. I'm taking the under. No way they get the three touchdowns with how banged up their offense is. So we're all on the same side here. Bama's going to roll at it home. It's not I have, uh, One more thing to add on this game. Yeah, go um, ahead.
2: You know how Tennessee fans always like to claim this is such a big rivalry, like third Saturday in October, third Saturday in October. It's not even on the third Saturday in October anymore every year. Like the SEC generally is like this isn't a rivalry anymore. We can put it whenever we want. Because <laughs> actually the last two times Old Miss has played Tennessee, it was on the third Saturday in October.
0: Is this the is this the game where they smoke cigars for some reason after the winner does? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think any any players or any fans from Tennessee going to Tuscaloosa are gonna bring cigars? Uh, I think they probably all have one that's been in their
2: jacket pocket since the last time they won in like 2005.
0: Yeah, it's just been sitting there, just just baking in the elements for 20 years.
2: No, I'd like to say they like prepared for this moment and got a really nice one, and like the cigars have like aged well, and like <laughs> so finally when they smoke it, it'll be like a very like rare cigar,
0: it's like a fine wine. But that just <laughs> they, they, they didn't realize would have to sit for an incredibly long amount of time.
2: Yeah, like by the time they like, said, pulled out and showed someone,
0: they're like, yeah, that's worth $10,000. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. All right, Pullman, before we get into our next one, you got one more lock for us? I think
2: I'm uh, – I'm, I don't want to bet this game, but it's must watch. And the reason I'm saying this is uh, New Mexico State-Hawaii, uh, Hawaii's 18-point favorite, you know, you think whatever. Well, they played already this year, uh, about like a month ago. They played in um, – oh. New Mexico. In New Mexico State. Yeah, no, it's just hilarious that two teams in college are playing each other back to back, like two times within a month, and it's just a team from Hawaii and New Mexico. So I think I'm going to bet the under in this game because I don't think New Mexico State will score. As I've just said, I wasn't going to bet it. But now I think, taught myself not uh, betting it. Give me the under fifty nine and a half. I don't think I think they're going to struggle to score this time. And then I want to add one more: Florida State minus thirty five and a half against UMass. Uh, UMass is just awful, and Florida State's actually looking pretty good now. So give me Florida State.
0: Yeah, I wanted Norvell to be trash just for the comedic sake of it all, and just because Florida State's funny when they're bad. But they beat a good U- – or I guess the UNC team's not very good either. But they won at North Carolina, and UMass they is – They beat a
2: very average UNC
0: team. Yeah, UMass is so bad.
2: Like, if they didn't beat UConn, I would be like, they're the worst team. But because they somehow eked out a win against UConn, I still have to say they're the second-worst team in football.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, Pullman, appreciate the time. Don't, uh, don't drop the soap, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. All right, that's our weekly segment from Pullman. Let's get right into our last two games. This is a oddly small game for how big this Rivalry usually is. USC traveling to Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a 7-point favorite in South Bend. Over under a 58. I've, I honestly like almost didn't even add this to the card because this is pretty boring. Notre Dame is kind of a slow, boring team. No offense. USC's fired their head coach. I don't know. Bert, do you have any read on this? Or is it pretty much the same thing for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, no one's been talking about it, so therefore I haven't been thinking about it. But, with that being said... USC, I, think, I believe they have like the longest winning streak on the road right now. Sure, so I think they've won eight straight games. I might be taking that out of my ass. So I just for the hell of it, I'm gonna go USC plus seven.
0: So my thing is, I was thinking about like you know, it's the classic USC's has an interim coach. So like, will they get up for this game? What's but the motivation? How long does the
1: interim coach tag last? I mean, it's been well, no, three, it's the, four years. It,
0: that's already faded. But I'm saying like the things that get them motivated have to be like fun big games, right. big teams, big atmosphere. So going on the road to Notre Dame, I feel like it's a game we're like, all right, we'll we'll get up for this one. It's mm-hmm. not they got their ass kicked at home by Oregon State. Who the hell cares about that? So this is like Notre Dame, all right, this has our attention. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get up for this one. So like a, I, no, a nothing
1: to lose game here for USC.
0: Notre Dame's quarterback situation is all shit. I like the under here too. 58 way too many points. Notre Dame's offense stinks, their defense is good. So I'm going to ride with that, take the under 58, also like USC, so I don't know, this, this is a kind of a, it, it's a big game in theory, but this year it kind of sucks, but we had it on the card, let's get into our last one of the week, another USC, South Carolina, traveling on the road to a and a 20 and ms half point home favorite, over under of 45, Burt, what do you think?
1: These are two teams that are going in the complete opposite. They've had complete opposite seasons. At the beginning of the year, South Carolina was thinking, "Okay, oh, maybe we could maybe we could be good. At the beginning of the year, Texas A&M was like, oh, damn it. We have gotten ourselves into some financial trouble.
0: Well, even even go further back, preseason, A&M was like, oh, we're going to the playoff. South Carolina was like, "Uh, new head coach, tough schedule. Play. These teams have gone back and forth so many times, I don't even know what to think about them. But, yeah, they're, they're complete opposite directions.
1: So with that opposite direction, I've got to take Texas A&M minus 20 and a half. I just, like, these these teams from the first year head coach that you're flip-flopping quarterbacks. I know Luke Doty's out now, so they only have the choice. they got to go with Zeb's dead. Zeb's Nolan. Yeah. And uh, they're. I just don't think they're going to have it. I mean, you barely beat Vandy. That's just like, I mean, that's the yeah. worst win I think I've seen all year. I mean, that is basically a loss. So give me Texas A&M. A and a one
0: last-second victory over Vandy should be a loss. Yeah. like That means you're very equal there on, on equal footing with Vandy. So, I don't know. I, I wanted to get cute and take South Carolina thinking A&M's overvalued after, a home, after beating Bama and then beating a shitty Missouri team. But, no, I, you got to bet against the terrible team here. South Carolina is truly terrible. They're on the road at night in Kyle Field. All those weirdos gonna be doing all the finger guns and pointing and and dudes doing their weird cheers hey take am they're the better team over under a 45 though I don't know what that makes the final score predictor to be but that's like a really low total with a three touchdown favorite I don't care am's gonna roll I like am we're both on the same side here do you have a couple more locks for us I've
1: got weight minus three. Uh, they're undefeated. They're playing Army. Army really hadn't done too much, you know, this year. Yeah. Is that um, in Army? Yeah. Um, there's just really been nothing good on Army's schedule. I mean, they did have this fluke 16-20 to 20 loss against Wisconsin, so maybe, like, they've got a little bit of momentum. But Wisconsin, we cannot forget.
0: Cannot forget.
1: It's not very good. Uh, the other one I have is my Hogs. Travel to my hometown of Little Rock, Arkansas. Right now on Odd Sharks, the only place I've been able to find a line is Fifty-one and a half to the Hogs.
0: That's far too many.
1: That's so many points. I saw an initial uh, projection of forty-two. Uh, I would still take. I think I would take UAPB down to at least forty-two points. Um, we're barely gonna play our players. We we've needed a bye week so bad. This is the week that.
0: This is a glorified bye week.
1: Yeah. This is a, it, and I love it. This is the week that the backup quarterback's playing a lot. You know, we're seeing who can fit in in the offensive line. We're Clearly, having issues on defense, so we're going to throw in some of those younger, more athletic players, let them get in and let them play. So, give me you if the line is 42 or greater, give me UAPB. Once we get down into under 40, I think the Hogs might do it. Uh, I'll let y'all know Saturday morning when
0: I see it. So, I've got a few here, they're all based on the PYP system. A ranked team being an underdog, you always bet against them. I already said, Oregon ranked team traveling to UCLA, UCLA a home favorite of two points. That's wonky. Take UCLA to win. You've got San Diego State, the 22nd ranked San Diego State traveling to Air Force. Air Force is a three and a half point favorite over a ranked team. Take Air Force minus three and a half. Lastly, you got Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Again, Oklahoma, the number 8th ranked team. Iowa State unranked. Somehow Iowa is a 7-point favorite. That is insane. And the last one, I don't know if this one technically applies because the favorite's the road team, but Wisconsin's a 3-point favorite at 25, Purdue. Purdue ranked for the first time in forever as a 3-point underdog. I'm taking Wisconsin. And then my final mortal lock of the week My hometown, Mobile, South Alabama Jags, traveling to ULM, only laying 13 and a half. ULM beat Liberty as a 32-point underdog, won outright last week. So they've been celebrating all week. That was their biggest win in program history. I'm only having to give up less than two touchdowns for a South Alabama team that's good under new head coach, Kane Walmack. I love that ULM stinks. Let me remind you that Rich Rodriguez is their offensive coordinator and that his son is Nepotism is the quarterback, so I love that play. That's three units from you on South Alabama over ULM. So that's it for this week, boys and girls. Ride with us, Rebs. Eli Manning, football,
1: week eight. Hogs week. I've got I got with the start of the NBA season yesterday. Today we're currently watching the Grizz. Grizz. In our hometown, got a couple other things. Grizz plus four hundred to win the division. Yep, I like that. The Dallas Mavericks are the current favorite.
0: One injury away uh, from being the, the least favorite.
1: Yep. Luka Doncic is going to do this last second magic uh, against us this year. We're going to have their number. And then he might as well sprinkle a little bit. Plus 5,000 on the
0: jaw. MVP. MVP. Oh, I did that already. I thought, yeah, 50 to 1. 50 to 1 jaw yeah, MVP. Yeah. Just sprinkle. You never know. The kid's looking good out there. He's fired up. So, Grizz all day. If you want, The biggest lock is just their over and win total. I think it's like 42 or something. That's right at 500. So Take that. They're going to get there. They're going to be a top four seed in the playoffs. We will talk to you next week in week nine, boys and girls. Love you.
1: Island boy. I'm a just island boy. I'm a good key white boy. You're going to keep that gun. I'm to just stand at the sun. I'm just like a fool gazing. I'm like, pull where I'm staying. They're like, you want to be famous. I'm trying to be out with all greatest. I'm going to float, oh boy. I got a real damn topic. I'm like, dumb Topic on, huh? I'm a island boy. I put my vest on, yeah, like a white woman trying to make it to the top. I'm a island boy. I've been trying to make it. I ain't seen it with the gang gang slang. You ain't just slang okay. no i Through the storm, through the rain.